Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Fight Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me week in, a week out, and now obviously twice a week. Let me know how you are enjoying the Monday shows. We had a lot of different things we wanted to say. And we actually, for those of you that remember, used to do a show called Fitness in Under Three Minutes that we used to release on a Sunday when the weekend was different, Sunday or Monday. We have brought back five-minute Mondays where in under five minutes, we try and share, as I said, the start of every show. And yes, that one's pre-recorded, something that's going to help someone in some way, somewhere. Hopefully, they're helping you in some way, somewhere. Maybe you skip them, maybe you don't. If you've got two minutes, please send us some feedback. Let me know if you like it or not. This week, I am alone again, which is cool. One show with someone or two shows with people, and then a couple of shows on my own to keep challenging myself. Yes, it is not, as people say, it must be quite hard to speak into a mic, into a camera on your own for an hour. Yes, and that's why I'm only going to do it for about 35 or 40 minutes. It is, but it continues to challenge me. Those of you that are watching the video version, you'll see the backdrop is quite different. I've got a plant in it, and I've also got a decoration on the wall. I'm still in Australia at the time of recording this show. And Holly is actually across the room, so she gets to hear it live, which I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. I'm on my own and I'm going to talk today all about values. Some of you may have them. Some of you may have companies that have them. Some of you may like them. Some of you may not like them. Some of you you may not like the values that you think you have or that you don't have. It's a bit of a minefield. So over the next 30 to 40 minutes, I'm going to try and debunk it a little bit in the hope that by the end of the show, you will have some information or some different information, maybe some new, maybe some old, maybe some old said in a different way that makes you think about values and in turn also your own personal motivation and behaviors because the behavior, the value is important, but as you'll hear about the value, the value is important, but the behavior is super important because that brings the value to life. Have I confused you yet? If not, I shall and probably shall confuse myself over the next 40 minutes, but we will hopefully get out the other side together. This week, I actually only have one announcement for you and it's very simple. I mentioned it last week, but Friday, the 1st of September is Final Fridays and it is also our three-year anniversary moving from Alcoz and opening our facility here in Studio City, Olivara Park and Residence. If you haven't been and you want to come for the first time on the 1st of September and have a workout with us, we'll work out for 60, 90 minutes max. It's a great team workout. Let us know. Winning at innerfight.com. Everyone is welcome. We thank you in advance for coming and that is this week's announcements. This is episode number 830 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Values. No matter where you are in the world, thanks a lot for tuning in. Let's jump into today's show. Values. The value of? No. Yes, kind of. What does it actually mean? Let's start there. And honestly, these are not my definitions. They're ones that I've just ripped from the internet. Google, actually, not ChatGPT. I'm, I'm having an interesting time with ChatGPT, to be honest. Sometimes I'm using it. Sometimes I'm not. I'm interested to see what people are using it for. 
the old 2021 or the old the 2021 cutoff is is kind of quite interesting to me but it has solved a lot of different things however these came from the google or google as many of you may know it as i'll get into it values are individual beliefs i'll start again values are individual beliefs that motivate people to act one way or another one word I want to pick out of that particular description or definition is their beliefs belonging to an individual. I know that's two or three words, but beliefs. What an individual believes. believes. That means they are super personal to you. There is no right in that. I believe that there is no right and there is no wrong because they're a belief that's yours. And therefore, I don't think we should get caught comparing values one to another at the outset. We should try and understand what we believe in as individuals rather than what others want us to believe in. Yes, I have my serious voice on because that's quite important. The second part of that definition, and that's there's a number of diff- different definitions out there, obviously, but the second part of that definition which I think is super important and I want to try and keep at the forefront of your mind is that values motivate people to act one way or another. The another bit I'm I'm not that interested in, but they motivate you to act in a certain way. If you do a little bit more reading and Googling around values, there actually a number of different people have defined a set number of values that are super important to human existence. Some have five, some have seven, some have 12. And then they kind of all, if you spend a little bit of time, which I did, they kind of all start to argue and some of them contradict each other. And then some of them you're like, well, what's the difference between that word and that word, care and love? And you can get into a whole thing. But on surface value, there are sort of five or six key human values that are pretty important to most human beings and the the ongoing life of humanity in in a certain way without going too crazy about it one of them is actually love the second one is identified as peace third surprisingly and i think it was the third most popular which also is one of the inner fight values we call it honesty internet dr google calls it truth The fourth, I'm on four, yeah, truth was third. Fourth is respect. And this is in two different categories, respect for each other. And also, and I think to have respect for each other, we need to have respect for oneself because it's hard. People might argue against this, but I think it's quite hard to respect others if you don't respect yourself or it shouldn't come in that way because everything should start from within and therefore internal respect should start. And then it goes into a load of other others. But the fifth one that I kind of want to grab a hold of, I got three for kind of the fifth one, reading between the lines of all this stuff, is freedom, integrity, which is common, and I'm going to come back to that one, and discipline. These for me kind of, when I was looking trying to get 12 down into five, those ones are super important. I have spoken a lot and we continue the debate or I continue to ask the question of discipline versus motivation. Motivation isn't a value, but discipline is. And that's 
the reason why discipline is more important than motivation. And if we want to keep that argument ongoing, we can. But discipline is a value. Motivation is therefore the effect of the value of discipline. So I think I'm winning that argument. Not that there is a need to win at all. However, discipline is up there with the fifth. And also freedom, which is an interesting one. Integrity I kept there because, as I said, we see that in a lot when it comes to companies. And I'm going to jump into that in a second. So these values are beliefs. They're a belief system. They're what we believe in. Now, if we believe in something to make it come to fruition, to make it come to reality, to make it play out in life, we therefore need to act in a certain way. And the word act also suggests that what comes with that is actions. And therefore, I believe, and I hope you do too, that our values have to be linked, our values which are our beliefs, have to be linked to our actions. We cannot live a set of values if we do not live actions related to them. Actions could also be known as behaviors. The things that we do, the acts that we do, the way that we behave in order to make the value come to life. This is pretty heavy for the first 10 minutes of a show, isn't it? But it's really it's really super important. And a lot of the motivational stuff that I do with people, a lot of the coaching that I, I do, a lot of the talks that I do, actually is always seeking to link these things together because it's all very well and quite often we see companies and CEOs of companies will stand up and get quite preachy or get quite passionate should I say let's not knock them down straight away we're going to do that later on but get quite passionate about our brand is about integrity and then you start to Google or start to understand and, and define a little bit what integrity is. And you're looking for it within the behaviors of that particular leader or that particular CEO and also playing out in the company on a daily basis. And you cannot see any behavior which matches the value of integrity and therefore to get the buy-in from either the employees or the people, the customers, the clients that are buying that product sometimes is a little bit challenging. And therefore, we end up in situations where we don't have much confidence in the particular leadership of that particular organization. So what I'm saying here and what I think is super, super important on a personal level to start with and then on an organizational level, because I think once we, as I said, once we do it for self, then it's easier to do it for our organization as well or organizations that we're a part of is that we understand there is an intrinsic link for the success of our values guiding us towards those goals or those ways or another's, as we heard in the initial definition there, as it is with the behaviors, values, beliefs, we also need to have actions. But on to sort of move on to the next part of the show, I think in summary, the definition of values should really be in simple terms, a set of rules for life to achieve a goal. And the goal is our vision of how we want to live things out. I will not get all of this unpacked in 40 minutes, that's for sure. My objective today is to try and spark some thought and share some different observations, ideas, and also maybe a little bit of theory with you guys. When it comes to the business side, we see values a lot. Often we see them 
like in a fight, written on the wall as employees or as clients would enter the building. We'll see it used for various marketing ploys or levels of communication, if you like. It's often very business driven and with values often come the vision. The vision is the goal. The vision is where we want to get to. And if I just wind back a second, if values are a set of rules for life or to achieve a goal, the goal is the vision. So we have a vision and in a fight's case, it's we want to make people better at life. And then we say, okay, how do we achieve that goal, that vision by this certain number of values? And businesses have them and they market themselves from them, which is maybe what I'm doing right now in this show slightly. And they plaster them wherever they can, or some companies actually don't plaster them very well at all. There's also a scenario where some companies have a separate set of values for their employees and a separate set of values that they show to their customers. And this could be for a very positive reason that they expect their employees to work in a certain way, to behave in a certain way, to achieve the goal of the company. But what they want their clients to feel is something a little bit different. So they've taken their company values and they've drilled it down into their team so that their team perform and act in a certain way to achieve the goals of of those companies. What I'm saying is often we have, we link vision and values only with a company, with corporates. A corporate is not dissimilar. Yes, there are similarities and dissimilarities between a company and an individual, but individual as individuals, we also want to achieve certain things. We have goals. So therefore, my challenge is if companies all or mainly have, whether they follow them or not, we can talk about later, but if they have a set of values and they have a vision, then why can't we look at ourselves as individuals and ask, what do I want to achieve? And therefore, what are my values? What do I believe in that's going to help me to achieve that? And then following on from that, what are my behaviors linked to those values? A lot of the time, values are set by leaders of the company, which you're a leader of yourself. The hardest thing, I think, within the corporate world is that values are set by the leadership of the company and some of them are, yes, on the walls, but some of them are put away in the top drawers. And in some companies, if you ask the leadership of the company what their values are, they might not even know them because they could even be a set of values that have been passed down to them or that they have inherited from a former leadership, from a former CEO or general manager or leadership committee in the company and they no longer mean that much to an individual who is leading the company, which creates a little bit of a point of friction because what's up on the company's wall or what's in the top drawer of the company and what's supposed to be in the company's DNA and what the leader believes is slightly different. So you can imagine that the ship is trying to go in a number of different ways, which is a bit of a problem. Another problem is is that they are not communicated well to the staff and they are not linked to those behaviors. So the question comes, what meaning do these values have? And interestingly, I've picked three different companies 
I told you I got a little bit geeky about this and I did a lot of work on it to sort of look into things a little bit deeper. And if you take three of the biggest companies in the world, Amazon being the biggest company in the world right now, they have some really interesting values. I want to go through four of theirs. One is customer obsession. Secondly is a passion for invention, which I thought was quite interesting. Thirdly was operational excellence. And fourthly was long-term thinking. And then what I tried to do was think about my experiences that I had with Amazon or how Amazon interacted, communicated, and nurtured my relationship. I think I'm quite a reasonable Amazon customer. Obviously, I I order from at least once a week, and if not more, and I'm always looking for to make things a lot easier. But then I thought, how is Amazon showing me passion for invention? What are they inventing? And I I really got a bit stuck. I was like, well, what what's their behavior that they actually prove to me, and I'm no one, but I'm a customer, and yes, I'm always looking for a good deal, so maybe I'm not a great customer, but I'm like, what are they actually inventing? They've invented the system, it's delivery, they're upgrading it, but they're not, it's not constantly blowing my mind, whereas other tech companies are pretty much constantly, well, they're probably not blowing my mind as much now because we expect tech companies to come with stuff that we just go, wow, that's cool. Whereas previously we go, wow, that's absolutely incredible. But now you expect an app to update every few months to make your life better. That's kind of why you have that particular app in your life. But I was like, what did Amazon do that show a passion to me as a consumer for invention, but maybe that's not a value for me. Maybe that's a value for their team. Operational excellence could be a little bit (laughs) open to interpretation, a little bit subjective depending on where you are in the world and what you expect. But I know that my experience with Amazon, and it sounds like I'm bashing Amazon here, but a lot of my experience with Amazon doesn't actually give me operational excellence because you go on and it says if you order this item within the next 38 seconds of your life, you'll get it within seven minutes and it never comes. It's not like that. It's like order within two hours and it'll be delivered to you at 9 p.m. tonight and it never really is or it very rarely is. So then I'm like, well, how do they behave when it comes to operational excellence? I was quite surprised that that was one of their values. Are they obsessed about the customer? Yeah, in a certain way. If I think if I measure their obsession by the number of emails that they send me because they send me an email to say that I've placed my order, they send me an email to say that my order's on the way. They send me another email to say what time it'll be delivered, then another email to say it'll be delivered. So they're quite obsessive with sending me emails. But my point here is what really are the behaviors that I'm receiving as a customer based on Amazon's values? But at the same time, that might not be what their values mean. It's quite interesting. Long-term thinking as well. I'm not sure. I have no clue, like, what does that actually mean? It'd be interesting to learn a little bit more. Interestingly, hopping over to another company, which in another show, I spoke somewhere, I often bash Android, so I chose Apple here because I I like what Apple have done. I I just like it. They say that one of their values is to go on an adventure together. They want to build products they believe in. They want to have a positive impact on society and make a profit, which this was the first company I've ever seen put in their values that they want to make a profit. But honestly, 
Companies are there to make a profit unless they're a non-profit. So I think saying it is actually not too bad. I, with our company, our objective is to make a profit. What we do with that profit is our business, but we want to make a profit. I think everyone wants to make a profit in some way, but Apple putting it out there, I thought was super interesting. What they also say is that each individual is important, which is nice, right? Therefore, they have different values and they look at it a little bit different. Apple's way of thinking, I think, is often quite a lot different, but therefore of their values. I love the first one as well. They want to go on an adventure together. Can I see the behavior? Sort of, but again, I'm not really sure. I'm not really overly sure what it means. So I like what these guys, it's easier to pick Amazon apart. It's not so easy to, not that I should be, not that I'm the one that should be picking everyone apart, but when you look at Apple, I like what they say. Does it fit in with the tech? Does it fit in with the experience? Maybe. Maybe they are through giving me this phone in my pocket or this phone that actually I'm making this video on right now, which you should be watching on YouTube because I need support on YouTube. We're trying to grow our YouTube channel. That's a plug for YouTube. But we're on an adventure together. It's an adventure. We're now on iPhone X. We're going on to iPhone Y. Maybe we are going on an adventure. Google, another one of the top five biggest companies in the world. They want to focus on the user. Again, you can interpret these in any way. They want to do one thing well. They say that fast is better than slow, which is really interesting. So they're happy to do things fast but make mistakes rather than go super slow and get left behind, which I guess in their space makes absolute sense. They want web democracy they want money. <laughs> That's one of one of their goals. And they want more information out there. That's kind of fits in with a lot of what Google is doing. So why I share those is because they're probably values. You've probably been a customer in some way or a user in some way, shape or form of either Amazon, Apple, unless you're a loser Android person. Sorry, Android. And if you're listening on Spotify on an Android, I salute you. I appreciate you. Please go and give us a rating or you've used Google at one stage of your life. Did you know what their values were? Do you feel them? Do you feel the behaviors that they carry out that reinforce those values? Or through what I've just said there, is there a big kind of mismatch in what's going on? Are things aligned or, or maybe not really? Some of the more common values that we obviously see that we expect from a number of different companies, I mentioned one at the top of the show, is integrity, respect, and responsibility. But often, we don't see many actions to back them up. So when we're looking at companies and therefore when we're looking at ourselves, we should still have in mind what is the behavior that backs up the value that you have. If we move on to inner fight a little bit, because this is obviously quite important for me and also hopefully for you guys, and maybe this is this will help you on a personal level, because this is actually how I came along with a number of our values, or pretty much our values, is what I thought was important as a as a leader of this brand, or as the owner of the brand, the founder of the brand, and now the joint owner of the brand what was important back then. And when I looked at our goal of making people better at life, I first, and related it to fitness, 
One thing that I saw, and I've spoken about this openly in the past, one thing that I saw was that people weren't enjoying working out. I'd go to gyms and I'd see people with headphones on, not looking super happy, not smiling. No one was ever talking about fitness as fun. And therefore I thought, well, one of the most important things is that we make it fun. If we make it fun, then people have more reasons to come. If we make it fun, it's more sustainable. So how do we make it fun? We design workouts that are fun. We talk to people in a way that's more relaxed. And then I started to list all these different behaviors that actually could make fitness fun. And without giving away all of the secrets, although they're no secrets at all, we brought this element of fun from the first time that you approach the company to the first time that you enter the gym to how we talk to people on the gym floor to how we coach people to how we say goodbye to people. And I wrote a full handbook on the elements that should be followed and the, the various important points that would get our value of fun across because I figured that if we were to make it fun for people, then people would sustain it for longer, which yes, would give us a business for longer, but would make them healthier for longer, happier, and therefore, I can only presume that that would help to achieve our vision of making people better at life. So that was how we came, or that was how I came to value number one. Another value that I came to, I think probably when I was quite young, which was from my dad, which was hard work. And he said, you you have to work hard. And I remember for those of you that probably around my age, maybe a little bit older, but definitely not younger because he wasn't so well known then, but maybe you've read books about him. He actually passed away a few years ago. A guy called Zig Ziglar always used to talk about paying first and then eating, which was which is basically how it goes on. And he used the American diner where I think you walk in or some buffet example where you actually just go and pay your money and then you can go and eat whatever you want. Life is quite similar to that, he said, in that you have to work, you work, you work, and then you get to eat the rewards of it, same as the farmer. There's lots of different examples of this, but we figured that if you work hard consistently, obviously your life will become a bit better. If you work hard in the fitness space, your life will become a bit better. And that's why we purposely make sessions, classes, whether it's part of a class, whether we came up when we first started doing, which was way back in the day, Thursday therapy, we'd make it exceptionally hard on that particular day. Sometimes we we would sacrifice maybe the direction of our program. Now we try more scientifically to make sure it works in with our program, but we make the workout exceptionally hard on that day because we know that overcoming that hardship, so we use the workout, the behavior is getting people to do hard work and it makes that value come to life, which there also feeds our vision of making people better at life. The third thing that we, or that I identified, and again, I think this value, and that's why these values are quite close to, to my own values, because they came, a lot of them from my family as well. My dad used to always say to me, so I don't care what you do, I don't care what mistakes you make, just be honest about things and hence our brand value honesty. And when, if you look or if you think back to the top of the show where I talked about human values, one of them being truth, honesty is super important, especially in an environment like ours. And that's how we behave with people. If we put a number of reps on the board, we expect them to be honest about it. And if they are honest, so if they 
exercise the behavior of doing the reps and they do them honestly, then they will get better at life. But people, and I can't stand there and count all the people. I can count about five people at once, just in case you're wondering. And sometimes I react and sometimes I won't react. But if you want to come into the gym and you want to not be honest, then and not do the 40 reps that's on the board, then there's a pretty good chance that you will not get better at life. And that's not our fault, that's your fault. And I'm totally shirking that responsibility away from you because all I'm asking from that word on the board is honesty. And this applies to all all of our coaching. It's a little bit harder to fluff around it in endurance because with training peaks that we use, with the software that we use, we can see exactly what you're doing and where you're doing it at the moment. So the only thing that you can do is bullshit why you didn't do it. You can't say that you did something that you didn't do. But the behavior is executing the workout and that is therefore reinforcing the value of honesty. And we are confident that if you do that, the sessions that we write, the exercise that we write, you will become better at life. So we'll help you to achieve what might be your vision, because everyone wants to live a good life, hopefully, and also our vision as well. The fourth brand value that we have is simplicity. And I think this was born on the fact that I'm not overly intelligent. And when people give me far too much information, I kind of have a little bit of a meltdown stroke overload. And I'm like, can you please simplify that for me? So what we always try and do is ask the question of how can we make this a little bit simpler? So a lot of what we do, a lot of our behavior to make this value come to life is just taking something. When we're building strength, we'll always look at old school strength principles that we know work because they're the simplest, they're the easiest to execute, they're quite simple to coach, and then they then they have the impact of making people stronger, which makes them at the same time a lot better at life as well. And this this applies to all of our sort of inner fight coaching and training principles as well. We're always looking how we can do it simple. We, Especially in this day and age where we have an increasing amount of choice, we are stuck with an insane amount of decision fatigue because we're considering a load of different options. Previously, in earlier years of maybe many people's lives, they'd only have one option or they'd have one or two options. Now we could have half a dozen options, which is making things a lot harder for us. So if we try to keep things a lot simpler and we try and look at a simpler way, so our behavior is saying, how can we do this simpler? Then we achieve the value and not making things overly complicated. That's why, and this is one of the great things on CrossFit as well. And I remember on my level one CrossFit course when they're advising us or trying to teach us, it was quite different then because it was more of a conversation than a course. The guy who was teaching the course, or one of the guys was Pat Sherwood. He's still involved, I think, in CrossFit, although that's a revolving door in itself. And he said, the way to approach your programming for workouts is live your life in couplets or triplets and occasionally go long. So that means two exercises or three exercises is probably all a workout needs. And that's how we're displaying as well things within our programming that we're not making things overly complicated. We're keeping things simple. Therefore, people can focus 100%. And if I give you three or four complex movements at once, and don't hold me to this because we might have it in the program at some stage, but we will always try and avoid three or four high skill movements such as there will not be handstand push-ups, rope climbs, 
muscle ups or toes to bar. It wouldn't make sense scientifically, but we wouldn't put all of those four things in one workout because it's just far too complicated. The next thing that we believe in is mental toughness. And we believe that a strong mind obviously delivers strong performance. The behavior that we have, what we do a lot within our training is make sessions hard that they're hard mentally. It's not always about being hard physically. And this is definitely true within the gym and without uh, and outside the gym equally as well. A lot of the training that I'll do for ultra athletes, for endurance athletes, sometimes it's not really about the physical side, physical adaptations, because a lot of them are already quite well physically adapted, but we need to train their mind. We know in top level sport that, and we've seen it said a number of times and even to a certain extent, and don't quote me on this, but I think there is certain bits of research that kind of prove that the only, well, there are bits of research because they collect a lot of data on the athletes and the athletes can be exactly the same. And I think, who said it recently on Rich Roll, Cam Worth said, we're all on exactly the same programs. We all know the numbers. I'm not sure he was talking about training programs or doping programs. However, don't quote me on that. And they know the difference really is in the mental toughness. So therefore, we have to put things into programs which make people, which put people under pressure in ways that are not just physical, they're also mental. So we're trying to exercise that behavior a lot to try and ensure that we help people build mental toughness. And we really fully understand, we've seen it a number in a number of cases across the years, that when people are able to build this mental toughness, some people call it confidence in themselves within a gym environment, they're then able to almost develop or be free or be lighter or be more successful in other parts of life, be it their professional life or their personal life. So it really... The mind plays this huge role within the gym, but the benefits of it, of having this value, actually pass over to a number of different areas of life. And the final thing that we take as a value is an attitude towards getting the best out of life. And in that, we call it the value smash life. We want people to wake up every single day ready to live with a desire to do well and an ability to say yes to things. We don't want people to always feel like they can't do something because of either a physical or a mental limitation, which if we do those above five things, there should be no real well, there'll be a physical limitation to running a sub two-hour marathon for most of us for most of our lives. However, there will never be a limitation to someone saying, yes, I will run a marathon and that's it. It doesn't matter how long it takes. I will run it. I can run it. And today, that's what I want to do with my life. And that's something that is less easy to, I think, measure the, the behavior of. It's certainly a lot more subjective and maybe for some people a lot harder to measure the actual outcome of. However, if, and I'll say this with confidence, you can almost track the time that you've been with us and the things that you say yes to, the confidence that you have that actually would fall under, I am smashing life, I am getting the best out of life, I am getting better at life. And then they all feed back into that. So it's kind of, if you look at it, we have those 
clear behaviors. And, and I'll just recap them to make it, I spoke a lot there about our six values. But if you look at fun, the, the meaning of, of fun is that we're actually enjoying what we're doing. And the way that we, our deliberate behavior is by simply by smiling at people, having a fun attitude and programming stuff that we see as fun. For hard work, we want to push people. It doesn't matter what the class is. If it's a, if it's a busy class or if it's a class with one or two people, if it's a one-on-one client or a big group session at the track, we want to make sure that we can push people to work in a zone that we know is quite challenging and hard for them. In honesty, we say it straight. That's our behavior. If we have a problem, we say directly and we always appreciate that other people do. Sometimes people actually send me feedback and they'll say, I'm not sure if I should say this or not. And you can say whatever you want. And it's always really appreciated. Simplicity, we mix science with a little bit of almost logic that we don't want things to be overcomplicated. And we reaffirm that through our approach to pretty much everything we do. We understand that mental toughness is our action and behavior there is that it's not just physical. We want to do things that challenge the mind mentally. So sometimes we'll put a certain part of a workout together based on the fact that it just be is super challenging mentally, not always physically. And I proved that with Things like whenever you put 100 as a number of reps, people just absolutely shit themselves. Whenever you put a high number, we're going to do 30 200s today. People shit themselves and those 200s could be at 10K pace. But their mindset is that it's a big number. So we'll do that often. And the Smash Life, we want people, the behavior is we want to see people going out and living, which, as I said a few minutes ago, is a little bit harder to measure. So in conclusion, hopefully that helps you think because a lot of you understand our brand and I appreciate that, maybe that helps you to put together your own set of values. And that's something that I'll always do with people that I'm working with to try and really understand. Some people, you ask them and they have no clue. Some people, you can tell they have no clue so you don't ask them. Some people, I'll start with behaviors and then we get a certain set of values. So everyone's at kind of a different stage. Some people will probably be driving their car right now and going, holy shit, mate, we're 37 minutes into this show and you've taught me fucking nothing new. And that's cool as well. That means you're all really well sought out and you also have some really good mental toughness because you've listened to me for close to 40 minutes talking about something that you've got under control and I respect and appreciate that as well. <laughs> anyway, so what are what are the conclusions from this little chat? Our values are rules for life. They're rules that I hope that you have. I hope that if you don't have them already, I hope that you will start to think about them, maybe think about the behaviors, and they will be rules that will help you to achieve what you want to achieve. They must have these behaviors attached to them. There's no point in having rules that don't have or values that don't really have behaviors because on their own, they're just words and they're insanely subjective. And as you've probably realized from this show and from a number of shows that I've done, when we can put a metric towards something, when we can manage it in a certain way with something linked to it, the chance of success really increases. Something important that I haven't mentioned yet, and I was always told that conclusion should only be talking about the things that you've already spoken about and wrapping up. However, I must have missed it somewhere in my notes, is that your values can change in different phases of your life. What was important to you as a teenager might not be quite as important now. Some of the things might be, but 
I think we should not be afraid of saying, this is how I want to live my life. These are the behaviors. And then being honest with ourselves, maybe a year, maybe a week, maybe a few months down the road and saying, actually, I don't really believe that anymore. And I know why I don't believe that anymore. And therefore that's not important to me. That's not a value and that's not helping me to get to where I'm going going to. They're not tattoos unless you really want to go crazy. We do have one, two people with a show no weakness tattoo on their bodies, not me. Um, but they can change. And I think you should, I think it's better to have a set of rules and have an open mind that you can change them rather than playing with no rules at all. And I think if you apply that to a number of areas of life, that, that makes a lot of sense. I think, and if you don't have confidence in your values or your behaviors, then give me a shout and let's have a, a conversation about it because we should have confidence in them. We, we are insanely confident in our values, fun, hard work, honesty, simplicity, mental toughness, and smash life. We know them. We know what they stand for. They're on the wall. They're in everything we do. And we're confident with them. And I think if you're not confident with your values, then maybe they're not the right values. And if you're not confident with the behaviors that are linked to your values, then maybe maybe the behavior's wrong, maybe the value's wrong. Have a think about what that is. And I think ultimately, these things, we have to have the confidence that they will take us where we want to go. And you might not know where you want to go, but if you have this set of values and you understand these behaviors, someone might be able to help and guide you and say, well, if you continue to do this, this is probably where we want to go. It's quite a hard exercise to sit down and say to yourself, what are my rules for life? What do I really stand for? It's slightly easier if you look at your behaviors and it's then also slightly easier if you get someone that maybe knows you quite well and you know will give you direct and, and honest feedback. But you could also think back to if it is it aligned with your with your family, what's happened in your past and you have to go through all that, which for some people is difficult. And I think that's why a lot of the time we sort of stay away from it. So understanding your own values is hard. Understanding your company values might be a place to start. And if your company doesn't have any values, maybe challenge the leadership, don't lose your job, but challenge the leadership of that company about those values. Also challenge the leadership of the company about the behaviors that are linked to those values. And that might help you get on a on an easier thought path. Because once you figure them out for yourself and for the brands that you use, I think life becomes easier, more enjoyable, more successful, and in that, hopefully, makes you a happier individual. It's not an easy task. It's a task that needs a lot of thought, and it needs one of our brand values, hard work. And it's a task that can always be changing, as I, as I said there. But I think it's well worthwhile, and I truly believe that if you're able to do it, it will make you as we say, better at life. Thanks a lot for listening. I will catch you next time.